Welcome to Vine Pair, where we chat about wine, beer, and spirits and the experiences you have with them. From the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City, I'm Adam Teeter. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And today we're going to be talking about summertime drinking and why no one takes it very seriously. And I'll, I'll admit, Adam, I'm as guilty of this as anybody because, man— I'm guilty of it and I like it. Yeah. But it's interesting to me that, that like, all of a sudden you get, like, to Memorial Day, it's sunny out for most of us who don't live in uh, parts of the country or the world where it's sunny all the time. And it's like, holy shit, I'm going to cut loose and I'm just going to start drinking, like— you know, cheap rosé, cheap beer. I'm going to put fruit in my beer. I'm going to drink, you know, everything with soda water. Like, and it's like uh, all the stuff that I took seriously for nine months. We're going to just let it loose. Um, and I, and you know, some of it's like, hey, that's summertime. Um, I always like to think of it as like our little uh, sort of summer break from serious drinking, since we don't get summer break anymore as adults, unfortunately, most of us. Um, but I don't know. What do you What do you think? So I think it. I think it's a, a twofold. I think first of all, there's something about the sun and wanting. Uh, drinks that photograph well in the sun. And I just think a lot of, in a lot of these ways, like these really, uh, like fruity, bright drinks just look really good on camera. And at the mm. end of the day, I think we do everything for the gram. Um, <laughs> and then I also think that, uh, it has something to do with being out in that same hot sun photographing and thinking about the kinds of drinks that you want to drink in the heat. And in a lot of, and a lot of times those drinks become these really light kind of easy drinking all day sipping beers, wines, and spirits, whether it's an Aperol spritz or, you know, a shandy, you know, I just can't imagine sitting out in the sun in the summer and drinking, uh, you know, a double IPA. Like that's just not something that I'm looking for or a really big, you know, red wine, or even in some, in some cases, like a Pinot Noir, like I kind of just want like a really light, you know, pink rosé. I mean, I know that there are people who are pushing to make rosé more, you know, more serious with like the darker hued colors, but kind of, sometimes I just, that's not what I want. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm all for like, let's make it as frivolous as we can. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I mean, I I'm, I'm there. Like, I think you get into this issue where people want to, where we want things to be too, uh, things that maybe inherently are not serious to be serious. And um, I think Rosé kind of falls into this weird middle ground because I have a certain sympathy for like Rosé that is um, more uh, food wine and more not, is not necessarily something that you want to sip out on the patio in the sunshine. But I mean, like, let's stop kidding ourselves. Like, the reason rosé became popular five years ago or whatever was because people were like, you know what? This is delicious when it's 85 degrees out. It wasn't like people were sitting around in October being like, man, you know what's really great right now is some uh, really full-bodied rosé. Like, that's just – that's just that is, that's not how it is. And, <laughs> Never and has rose, been. I mean, all this stuff – Became big. I mean, I'm just think, sitting here thinking. I mean, it really is true. It all became big for Instagram. Yeah. The summer, the summer is when everything looks the best, right? You probably look your best. You've been working out in hibernation if you have, you know, for a long time. the The sun is bright. the The colors are lush, and everything looks beautiful. And the reason that rose blew up was because it looked pretty. And what what I'm thinking of right now is there's um there's this thing that's about to launch. I got a press release for this morning, and I just like oh god, I can't believe another one of these things is happening. But it's called the Rose Mansion, and it's launching on Madison Avenue here in New York City for three months, starting in July. And it's twelve rooms that are literally in the press release says 
Instagramable rosé moments. So you walk through these rooms and you get a glass of rosé in each room and you take pictures for Instagram. And that's all people care about with these kinds of drinks. Aperol spritzes look great on camera. Shandies maybe not so much. We can can chat a little bit more about shandies because I don't know what, what they're good for besides being pretty tasty and easy to drink. But a lot of these other summer drinks, it's all about how you look holding them. And they make you look cool. They make you look summer. They make you look like you're saying, you're saying, you know, who cares? It's summer Friday, brush everything off. And here's my, you know, split sparkling wine with a straw in it. Huh. Really interesting. Cause I, I think like it's partially, maybe it is largely Instagram's fault. I also think there's just something about like if you see someone sitting out having like, let's say lunch or a happy hour uh, on a patio or a sidewalk or somewhere and you see them and they've got a, you know, beautiful bottle of rose and their glass, you know, their glass is half full with this like sort of pink uh, enticing liquid. You're like, man, I want to be doing what those people are doing. And that's like 99% of it. I think it's, it definitely, you know, social media does it, but just even in real life, like I walk by people when I'm on my way to work because, you know, working in restaurants, you work evenings and you see those yeah. people sitting there at three thirty or four o'clock and I'm like, Fuck, I would really rather be doing that. Um, and that maybe has something to do with the rosé. Maybe it has something to do with the not going to work part. But uh, it definitely is. There's just a, a lifestyle aesthetic that translates both, yeah, uh, on your phone but also in person that is undeniable. And it's definitely not the case when you – well, maybe occasionally when you walk by a bar in January and someone's yeah, drinking a porter. Um, I might want to be in there too but uh, not for the same reasons. And look, I mean I'm definitely a hypocrite here, right? Like I I love summer drinking. I think that like summer drinking culture is amazing. Um, there's so many great uh, drinks that are made in the summer but then I also hate summer drinking. Like I a hate, hate, hate Frosé. I think Frosé is the dumbest thing that's ever happened to America and the American drinking culture since uh, you know, I don't know, maybe the Harvey Wallbanger. Like I just think – it's such a bad drink that we've embraced. We are, we're destroying this wine. We're sweetening it up with sugar and then we're turning it into a slushy. But then again, I'm going to sit here and say, but Zach, like I also really like shandies. So I, I mean, it's, it's hard because I, 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 I want to embrace summer drinking, but then again, I'm also very torn. Yeah, I think there's this like weird um, place where it feels like things have gone too far. And like this, maybe it's just like the too much frivolity, too much of the sort of summer fun and like a lack of any sort of basic sense of like, "Hmm, but maybe we need to make sure that this thing tastes good and sort of does what we want a beverage to do uh, beyond just sort of maybe get us drunk. And I think like, yeah, Frosé is a great example of this because like you just can't, I've yet to, I've tried, uh, you know, a few different people's versions of it. But again, it's like, to me, it's like, it's like wine for people or whatever rosé for people who don't actually want to be drinking wine um and it's like you know rosé a cold glass of rosé is plenty refreshing you don't need to freeze it and put it in a snow cone cup or whatever to make it like delicious so maybe a good rosé seriously no but i don't think you can do that i mean for one thing like freezing alcohol ruins it like you just can't uh, most of it like you can't really do it and not have it turn out to be either sort of a really weird texture or taste off or just like it just like if you want a frozen drink go get a frozen margarita because you know those are a guilty pleasure of mine every now and then i love frozen margaritas (laughs) and like there's a thing where like you've got the you've got the where the tartness is coming from the lime juice or whatever you know hopefully not the god-awful sour mix but maybe that in some cases too and like it works you know it's it's not like i wouldn't hold it up as like the greatest beverage ever but there is definitely a time and a place for that and i guess like maybe rosé that's been frozen just it just you're you're killing what might make a a halfway decent rosé drinkable and if it's a really shitty rosé that you're using then why do i want to be drinking this just like i don't want to drink 
Yeah, they, I just don't, just like I don't want to drink, you know, for all that I love a frozen margarita or whatever, I don't necessarily want to drink one that's made with the absolute cheapest tequila that someone found. Like, I still want there to be some quality in there because I still want to actually, like, feel like I'm having an actual drink. Right. It's really, I think it's tough because, you know, I, there are, there are things in the summer that I do love. Like, I really, I really do love, um, like a, you know, what you'd call sort of like a session IPA, um, you know, out in the sun. Like I like the bitterness of the hops, but I like these, these lower alcohol. I think that's what it comes down to is I'm not necessarily looking for a summer drink that, um, is sweet and tastes like summer and feels like a party. I'm more looking what, what I crave in the summer is a drink that I can drink all day. Mm-hmm. Right. I want something that, you know, is crushable and that's easy for me. And that's why I think I like rose, um, or even some white wines is they just tend to be lower in alcohol. Although some roses now I'm seeing that are, they're approaching 14% or scaring the crap out of me. Um, yeah. but, you know, ideally it's that I can go to the park or to the beach with friends and we can bring a few bottles and we can crush through them. And we, none of us feel completely blasted both by the heat that we've been sitting in all day and the alcohol. Yeah. You feel like you're hydrating yourself even exactly. as you're drinking a glass exactly. of wine. Yeah. And I think, you know, I also think about this, and again, my maybe just my personal preference, but like I think that there's something to be said about like summertime and being like, you know, I want to recapture some small bits of those feelings of being a kid where like the freedom, the flexibility, the like, you know, yeah, I may be going to cut out of work early or like I'm going to, you know, going to take t- today off and, you know, go to the beach or whatever. I totally get that. Like that is a, a motivation that I fully understand. But I think like it gets to a point where I feel like people are sort of trying to create these beverages that go like one step too far that are literally just like recreations of things that people have as kids with alcohol added. And to me, it's like you see this with like, oh, you know, juice boxes and with, you know, vodka or whatever. Like it's this like kind of horrible, like we we, we don't want to embrace the fact that we are still, you know, actually are adults and in that even if we're taking a day off of work, we might still have to be vaguely responsible. Well, yeah. Um you know, if if only to ourselves and our own safety. Um, and I like I like my summer drinks that have some component of that sweetness and that freshness, but also still are you know clearly adult beverages. So like I'm a big gin and tonic person in the summer. Um, I think that's an excellent summer drink. It's a great drink all the time, really. But uh, but yeah, you got you know like it or or the aforementioned Aperol spritz. Like there's definitely some sweetness there, but there's some bitterness and there's some other things going on. And you're not necessarily. Um, you're not necessarily kind of giving up the whole game uh, just to be able to say like, oh, it's summertime and I'm having fun. Yeah, but I think I'm really going to convince you of this by the end of this podcast. It's all for social media. All of this, all the things you're saying right now you don't like, right? You don't like the things that that feel too kitty, et cetera. Those look awesome on Instagram. Like, <laughs> that's why people like them. Like I got a pitch today for alcohol push-up pops. You know, like literally the push-up pops we had as kids. And now they're like, sherbet flavor with vodka. Like, and people are going to put those all over Instagram. And then I watch, I watch, I can watch, you know, we, we think about data a lot of Vine Pair and I watched them go viral across the internet today. Um, you know, and I just think all of this is, it's all playing for social. It's everyone saying, huh, yeah. what product can I create that someone wants to put on social and that they'll also enjoy because it's alcohol and because alcohol as we, as you know, as much as I do not want to use this word, alcohol makes this seem naughty, right? Like, ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. I'm having this treat that I had as a kid. I'm having this, you know, this slushy that's pink and that looks, you know, sort of kit childlike, but that actually has wine in it or these unicorn slushies that people are obsessed with right now, you know, and even, you know, I mean, people selling in the, we sell in our, on the Vine store, even like these, uh, 
these pool floaties that actually will hold your drink. Like that's what people are obsessed. Hey, that's just utility, man. Utility. But like, but is your floaty shaped like a unicorn? Cause ours are, (laughs) I can't say that mine is like, Uh, cause that looks really good on Instagram. I bet. (laughs) Like everyone loves unicorns, dude. Yeah. And so I think like, I think summer drinking really has become defined by social media. That's interesting. this, this, this idea that like we want to project that we are all enjoying summer, that even though we're working, we're still acting in the way that you're saying, you know, we want to believe Well, we actually want to project that, right? We are, we're still having summer vacation, even mm-hmm. though we're stuck in an office, you know, four and a half days a week. A lot of us have summer Fridays now. And we want to say, you know what, man, it doesn't matter from June to August through August. Even though I'm in the office, it's like I'm on summer break. And here's why look at all this really cool stuff I'm doing on Instagram. Interesting. Okay, so then how do you explain the popularity of a thing that I don't necessarily think looks good on Instagram, which is the the Shandy or Rattler or whatever other uh, beer plus fruit combination you want to come up with? Because they're not quite so aesthetically pleasing. Is it just that they yeah. taste good? Just, yeah, it's just that they taste good. Oh, okay. I don't really, I don't really get it uh, personally. Like, I, I, you know, like I get it in the sense of like. There's sort of something that's kind of fun about like, uh, you know, if you get a really nice, uh, if you get like a high quality one where like the with fresh fruit, then you're sort of getting that that sort of fresh fruit and beer thing, which is interesting and sometimes works pretty well. But like, I feel like every sort of brewery of any size now is making, if not one, um, several of these. And I, I just I guess they're they're that they become that popular. I feel like that happened while I wasn't paying attention. Well, but I think it's also because it goes back to this really isn't more for the gram, but this is, you know, allowing people to drink things that don't taste like alcohol. Mm. So, you know, it's this, it's this very fruity beer and that also you can drink all day long because it's usually, if it's a correctly made shandy, it should only be half beer and half of the fruit, ju- half fruit juice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a lot of times, especially, you know, as they were drunk uh, in in Europe, especially Germany, when where a lot of people think that they were sort of created, um, you were drinking these beers that you know were two, three, maybe four percent alcohol. So these really are drinks that are giving you a very slight buzz, but that you could drink all day. And as you were saying, mostly hydrate. Yeah. Um, so it you know keeps you feeling really jovial, but also like no one wants to be out in the sun and feel full. So you don't want to drink you know all beer if you're drinking all grain. Uh, you know, drink you're you're going to start feeling really full and that's not fun to sit on the beach and feel that way so people mix it in so i think yeah the the shandy is more out of a it's a utility it's it's necessity and and we're sort of like embracing that in america whereas i think a lot of especially the wine and spirit based drinks are really more for instagram Hmm. we're really those are the ones that like feel more visual to me whereas like for the most part like there's only one beer i could say really has taken off from instagram and you know we've had this as a previous conversation with uh cat which is really the new england ipa because of just how it looks in pictures but beer for the most part has never been that big of an instagram celebrity um if you if you follow like follow like craft beer brands like the stuff that takes off on instagram with craft beer is really the can yeah um and the design but like the liquid in in and of itself isn't as beautiful to look at but wine looks beautiful in the glass for the most part regardless of what it is and and rosé especially in the summer looks even better and a lot of these cocktails that are becoming really childlike and kitty also look really great in photographs and that's why i think those are blowing up more because i don't really hear about shandy that often like when we write about shandies here on the site like it, it we're not going viral with shandy content yeah. um but we'll but we'll go viral with rosé content we'll go viral with that spritz content huh. okay so i'm gonna put you on the spot here but what are your three favorite summer drinks my three favorite your three okay so so if whether I, they if instagram I, well or not 
Okay, so if I have if if I'm gonna make it, um, it takes a while, but I really like a, a very well made Hemingway daiquiri. I think is delicious. Um, it's a little bougie. But That's I do okay. Think, I can do you think it, can you freeze it? You could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen uh, like the frozen Hemingway daiquiri on someone's menu. I probably actually have. Now that I think about it, you probably it's probably it's pro- pro- coming to a high end cocktail bar near you very uh-huh. soon. Um, I really like rosé. Um, I think rosé is awesome. Um, I, I I would stick to the rosés that are on our top twenty five rosés of of the summer of two thousand eighteen list. Then a lot of them, I think, what I what we found from doing that huge tasting with our panel of tasters is like there's just a lot of bad rosé out there that's getting by with you know being acidified and and using you know making it as pale as possible and just hoping that you're going to drink it ice cold so you're not going to notice how terrible it is um there's lots of that out there but uh, i think that the well-made rosé that as you said earlier is actual wine um that you could that you would take seriously with food is delicious and then my third probably and always no matter if it's uh now or you know the winter is a Negroni. I just mm. I think a Negroni is a summer drink for me, and it's delicious. What about you? So it's interesting because to me, like the Negroni is like a little too heavy for me to enjoy in uh, in in the full heat of summer. But I was going to say yeah. the the uh, either Campari or Aperol spritz, and I lean a little more towards Aperol just because I like the flavor profile a little better. Is definitely um, uh-huh. right at the top of my list. I would also say a thing I do love, which maybe is actually not any different than any of what we've been talking about, but I do love just like a good white wine or rose a spritzer um which i get is like uh, not cool but um if you want to like if you want to take that like being able to drink all day thing to its logical end you take your relatively decent but not super expensive wine that you're gonna have you add some soda water and man you just can i can drink those for 10 hours straight and basically be sober um or you know essentially <laughs> essentially buzz now that might say a little bit about my own alcohol tolerance um so you know i am a professional folks um and then I think for me the third is I just there man there I'm not a big beer drinker but a really good pilsner um sometimes oh yeah that's true pilsner is it's amazing. just like there's something about it where you're just like man the purity and the cleanness of a well-made pilsner um when i'm hot like i like if i'm mowing the lawn which thankfully i don't have to do very often um we have a very small lawn um but it is uh yeah <laughs> it is uh it is there's like something about that cracking open a beer um that is just i don't know maybe it's just it's like a visceral thing but but it's just i don't at that moment i don't want a cocktail i don't want a glass of wine i want a beer and i usually want a pilsner so yeah that's 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 what it is for me but it's it's a great time to drink i mean for real and for all that we might cast a little bit of shame on some of the more viral uh beverage choices it's a summer is a lot of fun because i think you can kind of drink anything really is what it comes down to because eventually it does get you know, cools off at night and then you can transition into your, you know, your, your red wine or your whiskey or your whatever, you know, your double IPAs or whatever your, your, uh, heavier drink of choice. But yeah, when you're out there in the sun, man, it is it just, it, you know, it's, it, you feel maybe not like a kid, but, um, there is something, uh, they, I love that feeling of being able to do a very, what to me is a very adult thing, which is to like be outside in the sun, getting drunk. Um, because I mean, that's what, that's what being an adult is really all about. Yeah, and I think, you know, from for most people to to wrap this this combo up, like even though there's a lot going on for most of us, 
the pressure kind of slacks off. We're, we're not European, um, although I think a lot of us wish that we were and that you know we don't close down working for the entire month of August. But I think people give each other the benefit of the doubt over the summer. Like, okay, like things, deadlines are going to slip a little bit. Things are going to get missed a little bit more. We're going to be okay that so-and-so is out of the office for a week on their vacation or two weeks or whatever it is. And so I think just in general, everyone kind of takes a big, deep breath and we all kind of take a sip of alcohol at the same time and we all unwind. And so that's why I think you see these drinks emerge that are just more fun and, and more frivolous because we all sort of feel okay to be that way. Yeah, it's true. It's not not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Although, yeah, not you know, <laughs> some of us still have to do our normal jobs because, you know, someone's got to serve you those drinks. Exactly. Well, Zach, uh, I'm going to go and make myself a Negroni because I just got a craving from talking about it. But uh, thanks so much for another great conversation and we'll get back together next week. Absolutely. And I'm going to go serve people drinks because that's what I got to do. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Later. Thanks for listening to Vine Pair. We'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to drop us a line at podcast at vinepair.com. And if you really love the show, we'd love if you'd rate it and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews and ratings really help other people discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is recorded in New York City at Vine Pair headquarters and in Seattle, Washington at Cloud Studios. Our engineer is Nick Patry, and the show is produced by Zach Jabal and me. Our show logo was designed by Daniel Grinberg. Special thanks as well to the entire VinePair staff, including but not limited to my co-founder, Josh Mallon, and our executive editor, Emily Saladino. Thanks so much for listening, and see you next week.